What's going on? Welcome to Talking Baseball. We've got so many exciting things to discuss, so let's do it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Talking Baseball. My name is Jimmy. Sitting next to me, taking a sip out of his drink, is Jake. Trevor Plouf is in California, and producer Bug Bug Dude is behind his desk. We're all behind our, our own desks, but especially BBD. It's Tuesday. It's 1226. There has not been a lot of news. I lied in the intro. Uh, straight up lie. But with it, we got some bullet points here that we have to discuss in the baseball world. Most importantly, happy 2021 to you guys, all three of you, and all the listeners and all the patrons. Jake, how are you? James, Trevor, Big Baby David, patrons, everybody else listening, like he said. Happy New Year. We're out and cooking. Will Sugano sign or go back? He's going to sign with the Giants. There's a chance uh, they're in on him. Uh, yeah, man. You know, baseball, not necessarily hot in the street right now, but I need it. I need it. It's coming. Uh, still all those talented free agents. We did have a lot of little things, and Trevor Plouffe, you said it best. I mean, when we're set up just to yuck like this, this is when things get real. We've already gotten like kind of deep. We were talking about hitchhikers and Jimmy picking up some dude in the, in the middle of Arizona that's like serial killer alley. So that's probably a bad idea by you. Probably shouldn't do that ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I won't. But he was a nice kid, Blake Harlow. Is that really his name? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's from Kentucky. Well, I'm doing great. I had a great New Year's. We ordered sushi. We watched the East Coast ball drop. How insane was watching Times Square this year compared to like the adult diapers can't move Times Square of years past like such a weird dystopian vibe but here we are did you watch it I checked in a little bit I uh, I had an appointment with Dr. Unk so I was I was attending to that but uh all the all the shows are weird now I mean a they're all pushing their stuff which is obvious and I get it but you know Joel McHale and Ken Jong I feel like they're doing everything uh Anderson and Cooper and that other guy were talking about doing acid and stuff Kelly Clark not Kelly Clarkson Kelly uh Ozzy Osbourne Kelly Osbourne uh so I don't know the the shows don't do much for me and yeah Trevor the bigger thing on our end was we were living in New York City during the pandemic so you know been through Times Square and it's been empty and that's scary hey Jim got married yes I did to my fiance slash Jake's mom Uh, oh Jake's mom also got married my mom also got married wait hold on see I wasn't sure about that hold on hold on your mom got married. Like, really? Are you just messing around? Why does everybody say that? Yeah, she got married. Unfortunately, not to Jake's dad, but not she, my original dad. Yes. Yeah, so that dream is out the window momentarily. Uh, so she, mom one has now married dad two. Yes. Jake now has step siblings. Dad one remains unmarried, and they're all moving in together, and it's going to be like step by step, day by day. <laughs> your We're working just out the details. Out there, huh? there working- are rumors out there that I married your mom. There are rumors. My mom married a gym. Yeah. So and I'm a gym. Interesting. Very happy for Wait. everyone. You're from a broken home. I'm from a broken home. <laughs> then you got Excuse these me? two guys. <laughs> these two guys are from loving families. Can you tell a difference? Yeah. Like a little a little bit of crazy for us. Yeah. And then wholesome gym, wholesome bug bug dude. Happy New Year's. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. You know. I didn't watch the ball. The job. two guys that made it to the MLB from broken homes. Hmm. I uh, I watched a different show. Jim was at a concert. Well, I was watching it from my couch, but I saw that. Um, do, 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 do. What's her name? Cindy Lauper made a mess of herself. I saw that. And I was uh, upset because I've been watching her sing time after time on Howard Stern mm. on YouTube, like a lot. If anyone wants to go tune into that, it's kind of weird to hear a song that sounds like a classic in its infancy, and it's a good time. Ten. Oh, snap. Yeah. That was lit. <laughs> yeah. What do you think Coach Ballgame was doing for New Year's? Oh, sex. Yeah, probably. 
Big sex. We got Coach Ballgame hats. I don't know. Mine's in the other room. Anyway, we do have some bullet points here to talk about. We can start with the first and most important friend of the pod, friend of Trevor in real life, Phil Hughes, officially has retired from baseball. Trev? I don't, under- <laughs> I don't understand. I, I, I didn't even send him the text like, what? I just, I've been thinking that since I read his, uh, his little note. Um, I guess good for you, Phil. There's got to be some reason. I'll get to the bottom of it. Taxes, something. I don't know. 12 step program. Who knows? But it's, he had a great career. So I guess, you know, it's worthy of applause. World Series chant for the Yanks. You know, made a bunch of money, set a record. I think it got broken now. So sorry about it, Phil. Maybe his wife, you know, kept asking him, like, Phil, are you going to play again? And he was like, no. And then this was really just for her. That's he, one guess. He went notes app on you, on you, Trev. We a- we asked him if yeah. he had retired when we interviewed him, and he said no. And he, he left, like, an inkling of maybe he might come back when we talked to him. Small inkling. <laughs> <laughs> Inter- I don't know if Phil Hughes could pick, like, bend over to pick up a baseball right now. Let alone go out there and pitch on a mound. Okay? When, when we met Phil, I was something on my mind because, you know, A, he was in the infancy of his card stuff. So I was like, you know, I, I was kind of cut into the episodes of The Office when Michael Scott sees David Wallace and he's kind of, he's in, inventing that vacuum thing. And it's kind of like a, a little suck bit. Of, yeah, the suck it. A little bit of a midlife crisis. And he's like, yeah, you know, like I'd. If I could throw again, and there's all this technology out there, blah, blah, blah. So I wonder if he tried throwing the pill or if he just tapped out. I We should be asking you this. He's a friend of yours. You you stay at his home. I, he is, but Phil is a reclusive person, dude. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't Why don't think you and Phil go out and put on a retirement ball. tour? He pitches to you, and you go barnstorm your way across the country. Yeah. We would lose baseballs. You'd have to it'd be too expensive. We have to get a new yeah. ball. Every Why you have a backstop? You guys know my history against Phil. I'm happy for Phil. Like I said, great career. I'm happy that we got to play together. Um, our friendship was started off very, very rocky in Ooh, high school. Wow, he did some really mean things to me. I didn't like him at all. What was the meanest thing? Did you, you said say to in you? high school? Yes. So the story goes: we were at a showcase. Wow, and I didn't know any of this. Phil, Phil and Mark Trumbo were there. Now, you guys have to know, like, we were the big deals in our area for high school baseball. We all know knew who each other were. We're in the paper a lot. We're a at lot. these showcases together. I mean, I'm not, I'm just, I'm being serious. I was pretty good. Um, anyways, I go and I'm like kind of there and I'm like, want to go say hi to these dudes and they just kind of like were talking to each other mm. and just really went like like gave me one of these like mm. you know like just the chin up i'm like okay i hate i hate both of you now and it's going to take a lot for me to not hit you so yeah i hated them until he became my teammate i like reading trevor Plouffe's stuff he's got a lot of good takes when are you going to go a few times. trev when are you going notes app retirement we need it i'm not the company needs it it's i might notes app for you yeah like honored that at trevor ploof allowed me to make this announcement on his behalf yeah. and then i'll write all notes out. i'm doing that <laughs> doing that bad news trev oh my you missed it i just yeah. I, i'm i'm i want to get to the bottom of it because it was like one of those moments where i opened the open twitter up and i was like what is phil doing and now uh, so I'll get to the bottom of it for us. Trev, you want a, a deep cut segue? Sure. Part of the reason Phil Hughes retiring, thoracic outlet syndrome. Yes. Chris Archer, trying to come back from that. You retweeted him the other day, and he's signing with, who did you say? He's talking to a lot of teams, man. Okay. A lot of teams interested. Um, okay. But yes, got to hang with Chris again Sunday. So he's progressing well. He's throwing, feels good. He's thick. thick. You saw my text. You saw the video. He looks good. I was waiting. I mean, I have a definition of thick. It's a little different than that. But on his follow through, there was some there was some upper leg area oh. that that counted as thick. I I, I thought when you said that, I thought you were kind of doing like Fat Tony for the skinny guy. 
Because mm. he looks very skinny to me still. Oh, well, I'm comparing... I'm not comparing him to like the world thick. I'm comparing him to like old Chris, Chris Archer. Archer. Chris Archer's a bean pole, dude. Yeah. Just put a little weight on those legs. What do you think about Phil Hughes' haircut here? I like it. It's pretty good That's look for him. He looks great. I mean, he was good looking back then. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's a great look. All right. So uh, Phil Hughes has retired. Chris Archer is signing with the Cubs. Um, wow. Great news all around. I don't think he's going to sign with the Cubs. Book Shambi did. That wasn't in our oh, notes. Yeah. That's exciting. Nice. Good job, Book. We like good him. him. Good job, Book. Uh, Sugano's the big news. Heyman reported that he's going to be. Sugano is a free agent coming over from Japan. He's 31. He's been dominant over in Japan. Uh, John Heyman reported that he will be signing today at some point. So, to me, I don't think this is going to be a a team in contention is going to sign him. I think it's going to be like the Giants or the Royals or the Reds. I You know, some team doing – like I don't think we're going to hear the Dodgers, the Rays, the Yankees – the Padres, like any. I mean, the Mets allegedly were in, and now they're out. Red Sox have been linked to Saguano. That could maybe happen. Red Sox aren't doing nothing. Mm. I did a breakdown on him. He didn't get any calls from the ump. It was it was a good one. He's 30 years old. He's going to be 31. His numbers are crazy. Uh, he pitches a lot of innings. He's pitched over 130. 30, well, that's the last two years, 130 last two years, but before that, 202, 187, 183, 179. Uh, looks like one year he got. No, he's thrown like around 150 every season. So he's a horse. Um, Trev, you're very baseball elitist, so you don't like this guy? Wow. No, I think it's. I think he should come over. Like when you have these guys that dominate the way they do in these, I'm going to call them lesser leagues. I mean, they are like even, even the Japan league is not on the same level as major league baseball. Obviously we know that. So I think when these guys dominate the way they do, it's like, I want to see if I could do it against the best of the best. And guess what? I think fans are curious too. I think fan, his fans in Japan are going to love it. They're going to see him go over. They're going to root for him. I think people over here are really interested in seeing him come over. And, you know, we, he's faced big leaguers before. When they do the World Baseball Classic, You're gonna he, he's able to face these guys, guys that go over and play towards the end of their career. Uh, but it's a different ball game when you come over here and it's day in and day out. You got the lights. This is the show. This is it. There's no league above MLB. So I, I, I welcome that. I, I think it's awesome when guys want to take that challenge. Uh, obviously, he's going to get a payday for it too, which is great. Um, but we'll see. You know, it's, it's an adjustment, man. Like language, uh, food, culture. I mean, they work differently than we do. They work way more than we do. So like, is his regiment going to have to change with whatever staff he goes to? Be a lot of fun things to watch with him. Uh, well, he is six foot one inch tall, 210 pound, right-handed pitcher with a three-quarters delivery. Sagano throws Ooh. two fastballs, sitting 90 to 93, a solid slider, a curveball, and a forkball. So he's Tanaka. I've got it as a split finger. I've got it as a split. Yeah, this is Wikipedia, so I don't trust their baseball okay. knowledge. That's Tanaka. That's yeah. He's I mean, Tanaka's he's, age and has Tanaka's arsenal. The thing I'm looking at right now, I mean, he supposedly has six pitches. I mean, he's, we've we've seen this style before. They throw a lot of pitches, uh, prefer the breaking stuff. I mean, we've gotten a lot watch a lot of Tanaka and mm. Tanaka. You know, go check out his baseball reference. Feel however you want to feel about Tanaka. He's throwing a lot of bullets for the Yankees. A lot of good bullets. Um, his Accuracy is pinpoint some yeah. days. So, I, I mean, that's the part I don't know about Sagano because, you know, a 92-mile-per-hour fastball, you you don't see a lot of dudes in Major League Baseball do that. You you have to be kind of pinpoint, and I assume he is. I mean, he's, he's got the reputation, and as we know, overseas they throw a lot more breaking balls. So he's he's got those in the bag. I'm Career interested to 1.0 see. 1.0 whip. Whip. Yeah, whip. he doesn't walk anybody. Which, which would lead you to believe he's accurate. 
which you'd think, um, and you know, again, this you put this all macaroni in a pot, and it's you know, does he need to throw more pitches out of the zone in Major League Baseball? Are there better hitters that, <laughs> if he's attacking the zone, they can counter back? So who really? I'm not going to say who really knows. The guy's got stuff to be a major league pitcher. We just don't know if he's a three starter or a five. And some team's going to supposedly take a chance on this, or <laughs> he's got the offer to go back. So I, I think his final day is Thursday. Um, interested to see what happens. He flew over here, so kind of interested if there's a scare, like a sad puppy dog flight home. Like he clearly did plan on <laughs> coming to play major league baseball. Um, I don't know. Uh, obviously interested to see what what team would step up and take a chance on him. You know, there's oh, uh, Jimmy figured it out. The Angels to give Otani a friend. Yeah, <laughs> that could work. Yeah, they're need pitching. He's does is the same arsenal as Tanaka, so it would be funny. Him and Tanaka. Him and Tanaka go to the Angels. Yeah, with Otani, Bundy learns Japanese. Yeah. Oh, he already knows it. Like, you know, offhand kind of becomes a culture vulture and everyone's like, Bundy, stop. Yeah. It's getting weird. Just because you have three rotation mates from Japan does not mean you need to act like you're from Japan. Bundy Bundy. ends up becoming like a Jeremy Jam type character from Parks and Rec. Yes. Yes. It's like, all right, dude. Stop. We don't like this. You don't need to do this. They they trade Bundy and now he's like taking the Japanese culture to another place. And they're like, Bundy, stop. Yeah. That's a bad look for him. But the Angels, look for them. They're getting Tanaka and um, Sugano. Sugano. The same exact rotation and stuff. So he's, uh, I'm just Rotation. looking, it, it, this is kind of cool, like with the technology with pitchers now, you can kind of break down his pitches, you know, we can talk about spin here. Mm. So he throws a splitter and his bread and butter is like a slider. And I'm reading here uh, in an article saying that it he has been registered over 3,000 with his spin rate on his slider. Then obviously the splitter off of that with, you know, basically zero spin rate. Uh, if we were going to 2020 on a breaking ball spin, I mean, MLB average 2,500, you know, the top five guys in a the league, there was only five of them that averaged over 3,000. So, like, they can play that up. And can we make his four seam do a little more? Like, can he bring maybe some secrets over? So there's a lot to uh, Shigano. Is it Sugano or Shugano? Sugano. I think it's, Sugano, a, it's whatever it's, you it's, want type of thing. Sure. He's going to bring over uh, some knowledge, and he's a veteran over there. So I think he's he's a fit for a ton of teams, man. I think the Angels are great. I, I see the Blue Jays have been mentioned. I see the Giants, like you said, Jim, have been mentioned. Uh, but I don't know what his contract's going to be, but I'd assume it's pretty affordable when you're talking about starting pitching. So uh, teams will be in. Now, I Googled Sugano scouting report. Mm. Uh, just to try to give the people some info, you know? Right. The first website that came up was sportsinfosolutionsblog.com. SIS, Mark Simon. Yes. Next one, Bleacher oh, Report. Next one, CBS. Next one, Beyond the Box Score. Which one would you click? Well, you're Mark Simon guy. I mean, we're Simon, we're Simon yeah. guys. Yeah. I'm Mark Simon. I was shocked that Bleacher Report came up so quick. Why? I don't. Do you ever read? I don't know. I'm not familiar with Bleacher Report. You don't read a lot of websites, though. I don't read Bleacher Report. None of the either. websites I wanted to come up came up, I guess, is what's surprising Damn. me there. Sports Info Solutions, we should Bleacher start reading this? Report. Sure. Okay. You don't like Although Bleacher Report? Always makes no, me think of Bleach and not Bleachers. Mm. Uh, but we have a company called John Boy, so, you know. Shit happens. Mm. John Boy Corp is the official name. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> it is. Because we had no idea what we were doing. Anyway. Um, that's all we got. He's signing with the Giants or the Angels or the Mariners. I mean, I'm starting to get to the point where I think we might be a sad flight home. And like he's like, why aren't these MLB teams offering me a better contract? Why are these teams a mess? I don't know. He's probably going to get a con- I kind of like the Blue Jays. They've been looking for... You know, I think they can go high risk, high reward a little bit. I don't know. Come to come to MLB. Let's see what you got, dude. I'm in. I'm a Susugo guy. Su su Sugo. Sugo Sugano. That's fun. Next bullet point. 
Play the noise. The next bullet point noise? Yeah. Baseball! No, that's not it. It's a decent one. It's this one. Jim's got better. No, that was wrong. No, that wasn't it. This is next one. (laughs) The Dodgers are reportedly in on DJ LeMayhew. If they... uh, Jay, can you take over? Because we did this on Talking Yanks. And um, none of this is real is what I just want to Ooh, Jake oh, Boy media. Agent? What? No, no, no. The it, DJ's agent? Is the Dodgers using it against Turner? What are we doing? Um, oh, yes. Not saying, like, even I, I was going broader than just the DJ. Right. Like, the state of baseball right now, like, nothing's real. Like, I, I, I've been tuning myself out. So Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't like Jimmy doesn't like where the game's at right now because you've got you've got teams leaking stuff, you've got agents leaking stuff, you've got players leaking stuff, and it's all, you know, it's all the great game, man. You know, the Masahiro Tanaka the other day it was leaked that he's going to be Japan or Yanks, and then Tanaka came out on Twitter and said like, that's not totally true, and it's like, well, there's a chance it is, but he's also got to say that because you need bargaining leverage. So everyone's. Everyone's playing the great game, and hey, I'm sure the Dodgers are have contacted DJ LeMahieu and said, "Hey, we offered you know two for forty to Turner. You want that?" Uh, and DJ probably said no. Uh, so I, I don't know. They're all everyone's doing a dance right now. It's uh, dude, I don't know what's gonna happen, Trev. I've started going to the deep dark place again because I think I I don't think anybody's signing anyone. Dude, we. We should be back. Re- ready for this because, I mean, think about where we were in April talking about baseball, and we said this offseason, this one we're in now, is going to be a disaster. It started out with those little signings. We thought it was going to be better. Turns out it's exactly what we thought it was going to be. These teams are going to freeze the players, make them wait, make them shake in their boots. By the way, Justin Turner, not going to get two years, $40 million from the Dodgers. He's, He's asking, asking for four, four years. years. They want to go to Justin Turner has asked for four. He's going to get two years, probably around 12. Maybe, I mean, maybe pushes 15 a year. Um, I don't think this is complete BS, though, Jim. I, I really don't. I think the Dodgers are like, you know what? We won the well, World Series. What don't you think we is get- BS? I, I think it's real that the Dodgers have reached out to DJ LeMayhew. I think they formulated a plan like saying we could get DJ if we did XYZ. And they're thinking about it. Like, can sure. we dump some salary somewhere else and bring this guy in? I mean, do you know who reported this? Hmm? Do you know who reported this? My boy, Bob? No, the equivalent of us, uh, a radio host out in LA, was like, oh, the Dodgers have definitely talked to DJ LeMahieu. They're interested. And then the articles went crazy. It would literally be like if I came out and said, like, you don't think the Dodgers have talked to DJ LeMahieu? Of course they have. But I said it better. And It's it's definitely like a headline-grabbing But I think it's real, Trev. I just don't think there's any – no fan should react to this, and unfortunately every fan reacts to this like it means the Dodgers are going to sign DJ. And they may – but, like, we don't know. Like, we didn't hear anything about the Blake Snell trade until the Blake Snell trade happened. We didn't hear anything about the U trade until it was a day away from happening. So, I just, I mean, but anyone that's listened to Talking Yanks or me talk about baseball for three years knows I hate reporter season. And it's so funny because John Heyman kind of, like, runs the roost of all these reports and these uh, leaks and all this interest, and every baseball player I've talked to doesn't even know how to pronounce his name and is like, who's that? And like for fans, yes, I've talked to a bunch who are like, Hyman guy? And I, I think they're making a joke. No. I've I've told you I couldn't I don't know what he looks like. That's what I'm saying. You like yeah. like for fans, we like people like put faith into all his tweets. And then you talk to the players that he's tweeting about and they don't even know who he is. And it's like this is all fake. The whole middle area is just fake. So I don't like it. Let me, let me, me just dive into a little bit of Yankee universe real quick. Perfect. Just a, a minute. This 60 always seconds. ends well. Let the record show this was Trevor's think, call. Thank you, David. 
I think he ends up back with the Yankees because I don't think there's a ton of suitors for him. Or, or at least there are suitors, but he means more to the Yankees than other organizations. We've talked about that on this podcast before. Uh, what I do see happening is the Yankees playing a dangerous game. If they want to freeze DJ and say, we're not, we're, here's our number, we're not going any higher than that. And as we've seen these teams make trades. They can open up, uh, they can open up room in their budget. All of a sudden, you know, they can, he can go somewhere where maybe you don't got to pay New York taxes. And this offers the same, but he, he's going to recoup 13% on his money. Well, those California there, there were, taxes are pretty light, if I remember correctly. California is not one of those places, but there are other, <laughs> obviously, other states where there's zero income tax. And that means a lot to guys. When you yeah. get to this point, he's trying to maximize his payday. Yeah. So I do think he's going to be back, but they are playing a dangerous game where it could open up. Just like that, dude. A trade happens, and it could open up DJ to go somewhere else. And I think he really, really means a lot to the Yankees. So, but I think know, Trev yeah, just just like every other team, and we it, our apologies, we are a little burnt out from talking about this on Talking Yanks ad. But um, Trev, the waiting game—it's what you just said, man. Everyone's in on it. We're gonna get another like oddball. Old man professional minor league camp, which if that happens, you're going, by the way. Tell Olivia and the kids. You will be there for a week. Um, yes. But, like, dude, it's, I, you know, I think the Yankees have made their final offer to DJ LeMahieu, and they're playing the waiting game like everyone else. Um, and, What's their final offer? Because, dude, what else is happening? It's, this is, uh, I'll go across sports with you, Trev. I did this yesterday on Talking Yanks ad. Like, this is somewhere baseball is missing. NBA free agency, it's like a race for the players and who's going to get the max contract, who's going to get the most money. This is the exact opposite. It's like, ah, oh, let's wait, let's wait him out and see who'll take less money to come to our team. Like, it's just a it it really isn't a great experience. Um and it's ho- hopefully, you know, this next CBA will be a CBA pot again and we'll see what they do to try to address that, but Yeah, um, I I kind of like. I don't need the free agency to be entertainment. Like, I kind of wish it, there was no reporters. They ruin it for me. Ooh. Like, as soon as all this gets announced, it'll be fun. I'm really excited to hear where DJ lands and where Bauer lands. But all the middle ground that they think is entertainment for me isn't. It's like embarrassing. Like, and I, and I think back in the '80s, '90s, when you didn't have this, didn't have Twitter and the daily updates. And you just went about your life, and then eventually they dropped it on you. Right. I think that was probably much more enjoyment. A Rod trade, boom, boom, and it kind of came no. out of nowhere, kind of. But social media and like all the tweets, like he's talking to him, rumors this, rumors that, ruined the whole experience for me. So like, I don't need it to be fast. I just need all the reporters to stop reporting nothing. Like Tanaka, the rumor was that he like was Yankees or bust. And then Tanaka, the player, comes on. It's like, oh, that's not true. But maybe it is true. And now Tanaka is saving face. Or maybe not. But, like, that sucks. It's just annoying. Like, just drop something on me once a week. I don't care if it's big I, or small. I had an epiphany, actually, the other day Ooh. along those same lines. We have these guys. They're insiders. That's what they are called. You know, Heyman's an insider for God knows who. Who's You're insider? an insider for Archer. Whatever. This is the thing, and I'm not, I'm not telling people to go unfollow all these insiders. Here we but go. But like, <laughs> to me, what's if this guy doesn't bring anything to the table for you other than inside information? Like, oh, I might hear where DJ DeMahieu is going to sign thirty seconds before I hear it from somebody else. Like, that's your value. That your first, you're going to hear that. You're going to hear when DJ LeMahieu signs. There's going to be someone that puts it out first. And then 30 seconds later, everybody else is going to put it out. So what's the value in following guys if all they do is break news? You need to – this is straight up for the reporters out there. You better bring some other value or you're – like no one's going to care. This that You're ruining what – like exactly what you're talking about, Jim. They're ruining free agency. Nobody cares about this stuff because it's all BS. They know they're pawns for organizations. Well, for that's agents. why actually like Buster and Ken and Passin – and Sherman, although he's kind of dipped himself into the yeah. other, other way recently, they don't report like the rumors. They just tell you when it yeah. actually happened. Yeah. 
and um, they bring something else to the table. They write stories. They, yeah, yeah. you know, they Mock do me. other things. Yeah. But if you're just following someone for like, because he might be first with some news, get out, dude. It's not worth it. I mean, I, I mean, down. Heyman, Heyman does MLB network and it's not awful. He's fine. And I don't, I don't read his columns or whatever. So I'm not trying to bash John Heyman on the hall. I'll bash his Twitter. It's the worst Twitter ever. And if you're a baseball fan looking for news, all it will do is frustrate and aggravate you. And it won't help you find out which way the wind is blowing in the slightest. I couldn't recommend on, on following him on Twitter more. There it is. There you have it. Thanks, John. Kyle, do not clip that for socials. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be scared of the boogeyman, Jim. I'm not. He's already blocked me a million times. It's true. We are the boogeyman. But I guess Trev, what I'm what I'm saying is, uh, with the Yankee stuff and DJ, like you're you're saying that would be like a potential doomsday for the Yankees, which is sad. I mean, he would be their best player for the past two years, but literally every other backup option is still out there. <laughs> uh, all all the don't, other elite free agents. Don't start with this. You guys love DJ so much. He's you need him really good. Team. Trevor, we did a whole talking Yanks. Francisco Lindor would be cool too. Trevor Story. We did a whole entire truck. Chris Bryant. We did a whole entire episode of talking Yanks, telling Yankees fans that if the Yankees don't sign DJ, the backup plans that might be better. Not better, but they're fine. So like uh, they will be better. Francisco Lindor. Sugano. Yeah. No, like even like just taking that twenty five million and using it towards pitching or bullpen. So Tyler Wade at second. Oof. Hot, right, hey, let's hot. get anyway, the Yankees. We're yeah. gonna get a bad podcast review. We will. Uh, Trevor Bauer, no rumors there. Who else is the third? Who is other the big free, Springer? Nothing. Springer, real Mudo. Got nothing. Nothing on anyone. So. Nothing. Springer a couple weeks ago, it seemed like was about to make a decision. People were talking yeah. about being down to Mets, Blue Jays, but I guess not. Yeah. There's Ozuna. Pre, there, there's pre rumors. Um, and this is classic Trev, classic mm. just using the Dodgers and Yankees to get the tweet off. The the Yankees are not interested in Puig. How does that make sense at all? Where would they unless they have some huge trade of like Clint or or, or someone yeah. in in it like it doesn't literally like one plus two equals five on that thing. <laughs> unless that is Puig's just ready to take a minor league deal, which she's shouldn't be. Yeah, no. with options. There's no like that. So that is just literally someone just using the Yankees' name to make the tweet get more retweets because there's no chance the Yankees are interested in bringing Puig in. Anyone with a brain can tell you that. Or, or Puig is willing to take a minor league deal. Like, to bring Puig in and pay him money with no minor league options, Why would the, how, how is that even? They're in. Yeah, so that's where I get, like, like, you read that and you're just like, oh, that tweet is bullshit. There's something so patently false, you can't tell me the sky's orange and then think I'm going to believe anything else in the tweet as well. Yeah, I think he lands the major league deal somewhere for sure. I think he ends up being a starter somewhere. Yeah, he um, should. Whether, whether that's like straight out and he just is there right away starting in right field, I don't know. Uh, but he'll he'll land somewhere. I, I, love, I love the Marlins for him. I just kind of... Now, who was he? Last year, he signed with the Braves. Positive COVID test. That whole thing fell through. Um, I think the Orioles were in on him. I think the Marlins offered him something. Uh, just do the White Sox and just get absolutely nuts with the swag? Party? Just, I mean. They got eaten now, though. I mean, they might be full as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. It's it's a really weird thing, man. I mean, and I I know I think they just put a video out about some of Puig's reputation and stuff like that. And it's go look at the numbers. It's crazy. He's actually a reverse splits guy. He hits better off righties than lefties. Like he can be an everyday guy for you. He's a eight forty five career OPS versus right handed pitching. You know that's hundred twenty games that you get like a slightly below all star level hitter. Uh, you know, Yasiel Puig should be on a team. I, you know, another dark horse that should be in on him is the Texas Rangers. Again, I've been saying upgrade every position. If they could get him for one year, four mil, you have a cleanup hitter. Like that's that's what I don't get right now, and I think baseball is missing. And and part of the reason they're missing it is the money situation, which is also a mess, and they don't have figured out on their end. So it's uh, it's it's really starting to worry me. I mean, I. 
Like, I wish Steve Cohen would break the sport. Just break it. Sign everyone. Go middle birds to every owner. Welcome to the league. I think it's clear that I think it's... He's not doing that. I think I know because he's a smart businessman. He's, he's not an idiot no, like well, me. I think he's no. also smart baseball. Like smart baseball strategy is for the the Mets to build up a farm a little bit and not go spend to win right now. I also think this is a good old boys club. Yeah, Steve Cohen, you're different. He's an outsider. You know, whatever. Then you get in the club and the guys. Are oh like, yeah, Jerry Reinsdorf calls you up and is like, "Hey, this is how we do things." <laughs> the mob syndicate of owners. Just kidding. Not really. <laughs> You know, he's he knows he's kind of got to play the game a little bit. He's he can't just go in there guns blazing. Are you kidding me? He maybe wants that persona out there. But I'm I guess I guess what I'm saying as a part of that is like I you know, I'm trying to picture Mark Cuban kind of came into basketball guns blazing and the league kind of reworked its way around him. I mean, you know, there's Well, that's a different thing. I know and revenue Public. There's so many different moving parts here, but I'm even saying with some of these old, the the older free agents who are veterans, like Nelson Cruz is still a free agent and he still mashes. I'm not saying he's a fit for the Mets because we don't even know if they're going to have a DH in the National League this year. Welcome to baseball. But I mean, you know, like Brantley's out there. Go throw one year 40 mil at people and just go double birds. Brantley's still out there? I thought he signed. Yeah, dude. Everyone is still out there. Nelson Cruz will sign with the Twins. I'm like Trevor May and James 100%. McCann signed with the Mets. How about it? Yeah. Puig's OPS Urban plus for the last four years is 109, 9% above league average. And that's like his worst four years of his career. Still got a cannon in right. He was playing center field in, in Lightham. Like, he like sells the, tickets, man. If we can have tickets sold, he sells tickets. People want to go see Puig. When he was in L.A. doing his thing, it was big, man. Cano is lighting up Lightham right now. Huge. He's batting like 500, Trev, and he's your idol. Because have you – okay. <laughs> Here comes hater Trev. Here we go. He's already been out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm just – I'm on one. But listen, I watch these highlights of, of Tatis and anybody playing in, the, in this uh, winter ball league. My goodness, these are meatballs these guys are hitting. Are you kidding me? It's supposed to it's be like a pitcher's when, league. Dude, every pitch is like 88 like cement mixer slider over the middle of the plate. Come on. I could hit that. I'm serious. I could hit that right now. Trev. Like, winter ball stats and everything mean absolutely nothing. It's December next year. You and me. Get sponsored for a little boys trip to Lightham. How many weeks of actual baseball training do you need to look serviceable in that league? A week and a half? Wow. Done. Two weeks? Sales team. Like, I just need to face some live pitching, take some ground balls, make sure my, like, my body's in shape. Absolutely, I could go light up that league. Are you, look at... The damage I would I do against soft tossers, man. Like anybody throwing a, above ninety four, I'm not gonna hit. But go to Japan, make a living. Stop talking about me. This is not about me. Not about me. All right. Well, this next segment is brought to you by the John Boy Media Trivia Show. It's mm-hmm. a new show on the main John Boy Media main Facebook page. Episode one is out now. Go check it out. Christian Yelich is on it. Episode two comes out next Monday at 6 p.m. with Ian Happ. There's five episodes in season one. It's a lot of fun. Jumbo Media Trivia Show. Check it out. Um, I watched it. You watched it? Yeah, I did. It was really good. Thank you. How'd you think Yelly did? Exactly how I thought he would do. Very, like, well thought out. Like, you know, like, I think you're going to find that, and maybe you already know this now, um, baseball players can remember a lot of shit. Yeah, no, we. It's it's fun to prod it to like, yeah, poke where they do and where they don't. There were some good sound effect moments. I don't know who was running the board. Was that you, Jim? Was that BBD? It's all post, so it's all it's all done in post. Oh, that so, was all post. Okay, so Zach, Bo. everything you, you liked about it was Zach. Everything you didn't is me. I love Zach. I I'll tell you one thing, and this is just we're straight up. The uh trans the transparency on the highlights I think needs to be a little more. You can see the highlight a little more. Yeah, well, that's what you think and I think, but not MLB licensing. 
Uh, I get that. I get that. Got That's what I figured. Got to play the game. Uh, Evan Drellich, our old friend who reported the Astro stuff originally, he reported that the season is scheduled to start on time. If you if you read it though, it it kind. I don't want to be like rude here. It kind of seems like he's saying because no one said elsewise. He got a statement from MLB which says, you know, we've we planned out spring training, we've planned out the the season and that's the plan un- unless the doctors and people say otherwise, which okay, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And then I think the players union also gave a statement that's like ready to play. So, I don't know. The it's- quote is MLB said we have announced the dates for the start of spring training and the championship season. Always weirds me out that they call it the championship season, season yeah. because, like, publicly it's not referred to that at all. No. But in the paperwork and, like, the commissioner's office called the 162-game season the championship yeah. season. <laughs> so weird. No one says that, man. No. Quit it. <laughs> uh, as we get closer, we will. So this is where it's like the MLB says, as we get closer, we will, in consultation with public health authorities and medical experts and the Players Association, determine whether any modification should be considered in light of the current surge of COVID-19 cases and the challenges we faced in 2020. So this is nothing. Exactly what we knew. Yeah. It's going to start on time until we announce that it doesn't. I think, I mean, the biggest thing that people can bank on or like say, hey, you should start on time. We just saw a 17-week football season conclude where, yes, there were some positive tests. There were some facilities shut down, but they got through it all. I mean, we saw 60. We saw no bubble. We saw 60-game MLB season. But it's a bit different because they did just the East and the Central and the West. And I don't think MLB wants to do that again. I think they want to travel. And I do think they want to have fans as fast as they can. But even, Well, that's but, the thing. You can't have fans, you can't have fans. But you got to play the games. Yeah, I, th- I think the, they set the precedent last year that they can play without fans. So I think the, the players' union has like a pretty big case right here. Be like, what? You made us do it last year. We can do it again for 30 days, and then you can slow roll fans in come May. I think like the the players actually have a pretty good argument right there if it goes to like an arbiter or anything like ah uh, yeah. yeah. Just I don't are you saying that into- are you saying you put him in harm's way last year because that's yeah. what it comes out to where <laughs> the, the, the arbiter or the judge would be like so wait are you saying that what you did last year was wrong because no, no, no. then the MLB would be like oh no no oh, oh, okay I guess we'll play without fans like that's how I see it playing out. I mean. Are are these teams losing money or not making record profits? Obviously, they're not making record record profits last year. But I do think they lost a lot of money. What's that? I do think they lost money or or profit. Yeah, there's a lot of ways to look at it. For sure, this was not a banner year for baseball owners making money. We know that. Uh, The thing that we always have to remember is like, it's not a revenue sharing sport. Like I I just, I don't want to get into the labor negotiations and we've talked about Mm. this before, but like, don't tell me that you don't want to play because you're not making money and you can't pay guys when things are going bad. If you're not going to say, Hey, we want to pay you more because you outperformed your contract or we made a ton more money than we thought we were going to make. Let's give the MLBPA some more money. That's never going to happen ever. So they're doing what they need to be doing to recoup their losses. They're not signing guys. There's going to be a freeze in free agency. They've already let go a ton of people. They've shut down, they've cut the minor leagues in half. They've, I mean, they're doing everything they need to be doing. They need to play the games. I've got one for you guys. Jake has what, one. What team, what team has kind of been the surprise team of free agency so far? Padres. Not a free agency. The Royals, to me. Kansas City Royals. Know what football team has been letting the most people in the building? Kansas City Chiefs. What's the connect with that there? Interesting. Can money. Yeah. And, they, and, 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 here's what? A, that's a good point. Do Jake, more I like where you're going. The Chiefs, you're ha- Chiefs have been letting 17K people in the building for their games. 
The NFL is just going off of whatever the state rule is. Yeah, yeah. That's how many people. So you think the MLB is going to change to just state rules? So I think the Royals think they got fans coming in the building. And Jake, to your point, they allow tailgating at that stadium. So if you can't allow a full capacity crowd in your stadium, you sure as hell can do a socially distant uh, tailgate during the games, maybe put up a big old screen, have people come and still get a little bit of ballpark experience. I'm sure they're talking about all this right now. It's a great point. I mean, they had fans in the building in Texas. Like, I just wonder how that works because the MLB, all the teams pull their money together in a way where NFL, each team is its own company. They're not as unionized. There's Who knows what talks they've had about the revenue sharing, the revenue split, you know. Yeah, football, assume, football yeah, is easier for football to say we can do this on a state-by-state state basis than it is the MLB. So I, maybe Kansas City's thinking they're going to – I don't know how that would work. Seems messy. Seems messy. Yeah. Always is. Because Jerry complained. Same way Steinbrenner's complained, but they just got told to shut up. Big Jerry Jones week for you. Oh, that was that yesterday? Yeah. Talking, yeah. They tried to do what they do – in baseball, where they're like, hey, on the internet, like all the money's just going to get pulled evenly to every team. And Jerry Jones was like, fuck that. Yeah. We make all yeah. the money. Yeah. Steinbrenner's tried to do that. Hal Steinbrenner tried to do that in 2008. And they sent him to the farm and was like, no, Hal, you're not allowed to talk publicly anymore because baseball just wasn't going to do it. Jerry got NFL changed. Like, yep, individuals, you make what you, you keep what you make. Well, they don't share TV deals and stuff. No, but like, I mean, if someone buys a Yankees hat, that doesn't go to the Yankees. Right, but if someone parks in the Kansas City parking lot, that goes to every yeah, MLB team? Par- no, they own the parking lot. No, they yeah, own that. But, I, but, yeah, I'm just saying the precedent is set that MLB does all teams under one roof. They try to. Yeah. So we'll see. I think you have a good point, Jake. Thanks, Dad. Yeah, the Royals could very much be saying, like, hey, we're going to. But I don't know if they the group, can make the money and other teams can't. Team. That's what I'm saying. And I think it's an all a one for all type thing. The Brewers, can you can tailgate in Milwaukee. Maybe that's yeah, what they, they don't fucking really know. Cool yeah. <laughs> well, you guys would go to a tailgate. How cool would that be, man? If they had some we went to the World Series. You should have came. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I would love to go to a tailgate, watch it. I mean, when you go to, like, I used to go to UFC uh, football games. The best part is the tailgate. I don't care about going into the game. I actually would rather just tailgate and go home and watch the game. Um, so not big on football, live football. So what you do. So I, I made up some numbers there cause that's what I do. Dallas had the number one attendance this year, 27 K per game. Yeah. What? And Florida, well, stadium, Florida, Florida Jacksonville, really Tampa, Kansas city, Houston, Miami, Tennessee, Cleveland, Cleveland was letting 10 K in a night. There's a way to do it, but I wonder. I don't know why they wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's tricky. It's really tricky. I think I I I'm a maybe I'm just being an optimist because I've asked some other people and everyone says no, nah, no way that we start on time. And I think they they boy they they will like the players want to. The teams want to if they can at least do a percentage of fans right away and then gradually build it up. All I'm saying is the first. Playoff game at Yankee Stadium when they can be full capacity. Oh. I I might spend so much money to go there. I'm gonna touch people. Yeah, yeah. Every home run, you just start hugging everyone. Oh, I'm gonna touch a lot of people oh, one day. No, no. They're gonna put put you guys in a bubble or something on the field. Been there. Oh, just Ooh. running around a giant bubble like uh, an in between like an in between innings game. <laughs> Sounds awesome. Should be yeah. a bullpen catcher. I'd love that. Dream. Bullpen catcher for a day. If any ML team wants to sign me to be a bullpen catcher for a day and we'll vlog it or whatever, yeah. I'm in. I've been a bullpen catcher in the big leagues, and it's not fun. So, mm, It's definitely fun. You did it wrong. Yeah, we need you catching the right guy. All of them. Hendricks. Chapman. My last oh my year God. in Philly, they made Gabe made me go out there and catch bullpens because I was going to be the emergency catcher. It was, I mean, it's humiliating, dude. It's humiliating. For you, because you were yeah, like, for me. Jimmy's a professional exactly. catcher. I'm a guy who sits on a chair and talks to the mic. It would not be, be humiliating for you. You're yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <Glad>. <laughs> no expectation. 
I'd do it. I'd just get suited up. I'd make sure that I'm really padded up <clears throat> in the thigh area. Yeah. You want to hear a Segway King right now? The neck. So the person I yeah. caught. Yeah. Nick Pavetta. You know where he pitches? Uh, Boston Red Sox. You know what the Boston Red Sox just did? Signed a... They hired the first female or first black female baseball coach, Bianca Smith. She will be a minor league hitting instructor for the Red Sox now and is the first black woman to coach professional baseball. So claps for her. That's awesome. It's cool. Obviously, I'm not too familiar with her story. I'm excited to find out. Um, her path and everything that she's up to, but it seems awesome. I've read a few things. Softball player, a dart mouth. Is it dart myth? Dart mouth? No, dart, dart mouth. Like when you, you know, you play darts and dart. you throw it at someone's mouth. The Ivy League school dart mouth. Yes, dart mouth. Dart, Open up the mouth, dart, just catch them. Dart, dart. Clearly, I'm not an Ivy Leaguer. Stanford. Oh, no. It's a blue man group exhibition type thing. Allowed into Stanford, Trevor Plouffe. But she's also been a hitting coordinator uh, at Carroll University in Wisconsin. You guys know I love Wisconsin. Big Wisconsin fan here. I own property in Wisconsin, just so you guys know. I am famous too. (laughs) The reason I think this is cool is because, you know, the way uh, player development is going, um, there's you need to have an understanding of data. And she's been doing that at the college. Now she gets a chance to do it with a uh, professional organization using all of the cool equipment they have. And the biggest thing with data is just being able to explain it, make it make it make sense to dumb baseball players. And if she can come in and do that, dude, it's awesome. You want people that can, are, can relate and could just make it, uh, what's the word? I'm, ingestible. A lot of times... You'll have uh, you want an ex baseball player, a guy, a hitter that's your coach. They didn't they didn't do this. They didn't have technology, so they can't relay that information well to you. Someone that's been doing it at a college and they can come over and just you know explain things. Perfect. I would rather have a zillion people like Bianca Smith than the guy that played had a cup of coffee in the show has been a grinder. He's just there to pick up a paycheck and can't explain these things to me. There's yeah. room for both, I guess, and I'm, I'm not generalizing ex-players as bad coaches, but it's it's okay to bring in someone that would be considered outside the box, and I think we're seeing that throughout the league, and it's a good thing. Yeah, got to be able to read the radar gun. For a long time, they had ex-players holding that thing up. Was, yeah. What was that, Tony? I don't know. <laughs> not sure. Or I read it. Like read the number uh, on the back. You guys know I've talked about this before. Seriously, especially okay. in the minor leagues, you get a lot of coaches who are just there because they got nothing else, man. And they're there and they don't... In there. <laughs> they don't fit in the modern game, essentially. Right. I mean, and, it's... And a, lot of them are, and a lot of them aren't willing to, you know, make themselves better and understand what's happening in the modern game. And that's just like a recipe for disaster. It's the battle in all sports right now. It's the the old school mindset and... You know, I think I think the the toughest guy we had on this show was Jason Kendall, and but you know he was a grind like one of the most grinder baseball players there's ever been, and he had that attitude, but he had the open mind to analytics, and he was open to a lot of it, but he also had his takes on some things which are still in the gray area, which I think are good, and organizations need that, and that's part of why that conversation was so fun. Good for Bianca, um, and I mean the goal is that you know one day if if more female coaches get keep getting hired, you don't have to say a female coach got hired. You just say they got a new coach, um, and you so, open the hiring pool. It's the biggest yeah. thing. Like let's get everyone. Can I, yeah. Can I get? Yeah, I, I agree with that, Jim. I mean, can I get sappy real quick? Just Here we real go. quick. Sure. Need it. How sappy? It relates to this. It really does. Like, are we gonna uh, cry, sappy? Uh, maybe. Okay. It was I. I almost did uh, because I felt very ignorant in this moment. So, um, big, a big, and actually, never. I'm not going to talk about that. Anyways, okay. Throughout this year, we've heard a lot of you know uh, social speak, and one of the things you hear a lot, a phrase you hear a lot, is representation matters. 
And for us, we're all, you know, white males. We've been able to see white males do everything. An astronaut, a doctor, a baseball player, a whatever you profession you can think of, a white male is represented and you can see yourself as that person. <clears throat> That's not the case for everybody. And I really saw this. I, and, and again, this is something I didn't think about because I haven't had to think about it. We sat down on New Year's <clears throat> and we turned on uh, the new Wonder Woman movie. And it's a little much for kids. I have a, you guys know, my, my daughter's three, my son's five. Um, but when we put that movie on, and we fast forwarded through some of the, the battle scenes, but my daughter was just locked in. And I just saw her face and she, she would say stuff like, that's me, that's me. I'm like, you're Wonder Woman? She's like, yeah, that's me. And then she like called Wonder Woman her mom. And like, Shots it just fired. clicked for me. Like her whole life, like being a girl when you're that young is like rainbows, unicorns, Barbie dolls. Like they don't really get to see a badass female. And she was seeing this badass female on the screen. And it was like, dude, this is... I felt like like weird that I haven't introduced that to her yet. And I know she's three, so she's still young. But like to see that, I was like, that's representation matters. I understand it now. She started kicking your oh. ass after? She it, it was awesome, dude. And like uh just to, like her just saying, That's me, that's me. Like and then she like the last couple of days she's been running around with a cape on. Like, dude, it's it's awesome. That's man. cool. That's what yeah. the pink so, ranger did for Jake. So somebody is watching Bianca Smith and saying, I could do that. Look, she yeah. does it. Uh, Becky Harmon, right? That's her Hammond. name, the coach for Hammond. Yeah. I don't mess it up. Spurs. You're good. You're um, all around it. Same thing with her, man. Like, yeah. how cool is that for a little girl to be like, dude, she was telling those NBA players what to do. I could do that. So that's my little rant. I thought it was really cool. Seeing is believing, Trev. You could take that. It's the truth, man. You can take that with you. And if you want to take Michael Kay's quote about yeah. how the youth is wasted. Youth on is the- wasted <laughs> on the young, man. I've heard that. Yes. It's a beautiful story, yeah, Trevor. It's not. It's not though. I mean, beautiful story about your delightful daughter. Thank you. Oh, it was snap. true. That was lit. Um Fast forward through this scary villain that Wonder Woman is. Daddy, you tell her that. You, did you look at the villain and say, that's me? Uncle that's Jake. Me. Uncle Jake. She was okay. It was Teddy who was like, yeah. Do you think that you want to talk about any of the Hall of Fame drama before we get out of here and end this episode? Because I do not. But if if you, or BBD said he really wants to. Oh, my God. Jake, do you have any interest in the it's Hall all of BBD Fame? BBD talks about. I no, think that who cares? Gatekeeping, blah, blah, I think blah. the Hall of Fame Get over voting. yourself. Speaking of old white guys, Jesus Christ. I think it's the most embarrassing part about baseball, or one of the very most embarrassing parts about baseball is like the, hall, the, the sense of whatever sense they have that the Hall of Fame voters have. Uh, it's like gross. So I always try to block it out, so I do not want to talk about it. I don't care either. I'm ha- I like love that there is a Hall of Fame, and I, it's awesome to watch guys get inducted. In. It means a lot to these guys. Financially, it means a lot. Their legacy, it means a lot. But the way that they get voted in is stupid. Not one player is represented <laughs> in the voting category. Like I saw, I think, Euclidus uh, uh, put this out. If you get your gold card, which is eight years in the show, uh, you should be able. You should be eligible to vote for the Hall of Fame. Why not? Yeah. I mean, if the writer yeah. gets it after ten years, a baseball player should surely also maybe have the same thing. Like ten years, who whatever. like qualifies for the ballot. I typed out this whole like thread out. on Twitter about that guy who voted in no one, blah blah blah, and I was like, "We're we're deciding who's the best at a game, and and we've turned it into like." Just the most pretentious, yeah, awful, self-serving. And then I was like, but I don't even want to tweet that out because that's me taking right. it too seriously. So it's just, I almost block it out. Like, I don't even. That's what I tweeted Jake. I said, let's stop talking about this guy. Like, we're giving him what he wants. So happy you tweeted at me. 
I've got an I've got one final update. Sugano sign. Sugano has a fun start to his windup, and we just tweeted it out. He does like a Tony Batista yeah. lean in, which I like. He twists his shoulders before his legs. So, how do you say dart mouth again? Yes, just like that. Yeah, just think of a blue man group routine. One guy opens his mouth up, the other guy throws darts in him. Is it one of those creepy Ivy League schools? Like, is she in Skull and Bones? Oh, my God. We knew a kid that was in Skull and Bones, and I was the worst <clears throat> kid to talk to ever. Mm. I'm going to tell you guys a story about Skull and Bones after we get off air. Perfect. All right. All right. That's the end of this episode of Talking Baseball. We thank you very much for joining us. Sugano no- News, Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, next episode, we'll know where Sugano goes. No one even cares about that, which is interesting because they don't know him, but it could be could be make or break. Could really help your team out. Maybe not. Congrats to the Giants. Oh.